0: Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard.
1: Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free, zero catch. We've been using it ever since we started How Long Gone. And ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like having the option of turning off the Q&As and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level. I highly recommend giving it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started.
0: Happy Mother's
1: Day, TJ. Happy Mother's Day to you as well, Chris.
0: I hope you celebrated the right way.
1: What is the right way?
0: Uh, Spending time with your wonderful mother in my favorite place, Orange County.
1: (laughs) Uh, I did do all of that. I had a social distance hang in the park. It was very nice.
0: Damn, did mom show up with the Chrome Hearts mask or did she go with a different flavor? (laughs)
1: She, um, I actually forgot my mask and I had a Bon Appetit tote bag tied around my face. And then (laughs) she actually Uh, had a, she actually had a, a Heather gray, um, cotton mask that she let me have. And it looked like I was wearing an American apparel thong on my face.
0: That seems like something you might've done at, at Cinespace circa 2007, but I don't (laughs) think now is the time, Jason. (laughs)
1: I know, and looking back, it was rough. But and also being in Orange County, I was the only person wearing a mask. Wearing a mask at all? <laughs> I was about to say, uh,
0: dude, it so was, it was you, fucked. Is it actually fucked?
1: I would say one in every hundred people is wearing a mask in in Huntington Beach.
0: That's so because I talked to my mom today, who's in Atlanta, who's getting destroyed for you know opening up early, and my mom is like, "Nah, it's pretty serious in the city, like." Everybody we know and, and most people we see at the grocery store are wearing masks and gloves and like doing what they're supposed to do.
1: Well, you know, they're in a real city and Huntington Beach That's is true. is just you know, it's 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 like a hillbilly country with some waves, you know.
0: It's true. Well, how's mom? She good?
1: Yeah, she's good. She's she's holding strong. Um, made her a nice focaccia with uh with a heart shaped rosemary artwork on it
0: you snapped on that shit dog that's some real bacon shit
1: real bacon shit you know i've seen a lot of these these focaccias on the gram where people make these bouquets of flowers out of out of shit and it looks all pretty and then they put it in the oven and it looks just like a you know just a burnt piece of (laughs) bread with like some wilted flowers on it and i wanted to avoid that so i stuck with with rosemary as my medium
0: you're smart, TJ. I like that about you.
1: Thank, thank you. I also got a uh, a very uh, interesting DM right before I started from a Instagram person named Claire, uh, whose Instagram bio is uh, no the phrase "no flex zone."
0: Uh-huh. I like her already. So, yeah,
1: and the A in Claire is a pizza emoji, not an A. And she said. Do you have a lozenge or something in your mouth when you're on how long gone? It's not <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not obvious, but I can tell something is in there at times and it's been nagging me. Don't worry so she's, <laughs> it doesn't sound gross. I'm just curious. Love it, but love the pod, by the way.
0: Love the pod. Can you pull that dick out of your mouth while you're talking to your man? It's basically what she's saying.
1: That's what I heard. It's fucked up. I mean, that is a That's a pretty good shot from
0: somebody with a pizza emoji in their fucking bio. That's fire.
1: Claire is definitely listening to this right now. Um,
0: Claire, Claire, Claire pulled out the AK on TJ. Fucking no happy Mother's Day on this side.
1: Keep shooting until somebody dies. And <laughs> it's
0: broad is in broad day too. I mean, just no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she let she let chiquita speak on me on she today's mother's <laughs> day and I, she
0: let it she let us fry.
1: and now i have a complex i have a complex con about my fucking uh, how i be talk really be talking though
0: well stop <laughs> we'll stop eating bananas while you were on this podcast We so would have this
1: problem I, mouth. I have never recorded a podcast with a lozenge in my mouth maybe and maybe i don't know now i'm now i'm in my head about it
0: don't get hey bro it's okay you're a professional we can move past this like you're gonna be okay but i understand that, that kind of feedback that kind of feedback can be you know for lack of a better term jarring
1: yeah 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 i mean they tell you not to read the comments and i don't but then sometimes they just spring up on you like that it's fine though claire yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Claire. Thank you for supporting the show.
0: I mean, all, all feedback is welcome except that, but we'll take it, I guess.
1: <laughs> How has uh, do they have Mother's Day in Canada?
0: Uh, it's a different day, I think. Is it? Oh no, no, no. Maybe it's the same in Britain. It's a different day, though. I don't even know.
1: I like that you don't know, though. Bro, I
0: don't give a fuck. I mean, I called my mom. We said, you know, we we chopped it up. You know what I'm saying?
1: You polit- got you, some bill. You politicked with mom.
0: I politicked with Linda, and then. Um, Checked on my sister and her babies. Everybody's good. They're wearing masks. They're fucking outside. at seventy-five degrees. Living the dream.
1: Amazing.
0: I know. Must be nice. Um, you know, the big development for me is I, I've gained access to a thirty-five-pound kettlebell.
1: How did you do this?
0: So it is truly over for you, Hose. Um, I, <laughs> uh, my friend and and known listener of the podcast, Adam Ray, uh, he mm-hmm. has a. He had two, and also he has an apartment that he that he uh, basically like sublets, and the, and the subletters out of town. So it's basically like a private gym with a single kettlebell. Um, mm. So it's pretty sick. So I did your I did your forty minute kettlebell workout, and my fucking like my elbow, like the inside of my elbow, like where my where where my arm connects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the, sore uh, that, as a motherfucker. Like
1: the, the like an in in inner arm, forearm tendon. Type yeah. of thing
0: it is. My shit is burning, bro.
1: <sighs> Damn. He leaking.
0: He leaking, but
1: I <laughs> did I hadn't lifted a weight in two months.
0: Well, out of, I'd um, use bands. I'd use bands, but it ain't, it ain't hit the same.
1: Yeah. Bands uh, don't hit the same as a, as a Turkish getup. I will say.
0: No, they won't. But yeah. I mean, I actually have always, I always kind of thought kettlebells were a little bit Joe Rogan. and lame. Mm-hmm. Um, but i even after one workout i totally understand now a little better about about how uh far reaching they are as far as a full body workout
1: yeah i think if you really do them the right way and have proper form you can you can get a gnarly burn going on man
0: i got i was dripping with sweat and like in pain which i love um mm-hmm. so now my my core routine is changing now. It's the three days of running, and we're gonna hit the kettlebells. Yeah, the other three, you know what I'm saying? Um, this is
1: great news for me.
0: It's about to get litty, boy. It's about to be because because the the running shit. I mean, I'm excelling so, from yeah. what I feel. I I feel like my coach is telling me. Ben Rayner, my coach, mm-hmm. is very encouraging. He's telling me what to do. So I feel like if I can advance that far with the kettlebell, uh, I'll, I will finally be unstoppable.
1: You're gonna be unstoppable this season. This season,
0: exactly, exactly, SZN. Uh, <laughs> CB
1: season is upon us. Well, I'm I'm, CV- I'm happy for you.
0: Thank you. It's been a long journey because I'm still looking at kettlebells of my own, and they're they're still impossible to find. It's kind of insane.
1: I know. I think you know the uh, the market will adjust eventually. It'll you know?
0: cor- it'll correct itself. This I mean, I wish we I, w- I wish we had a way to make them. We should just get a concrete pour and make our own.
1: It just it ain't it ain't worth it. It's not the same, you know. No, it's definitely. not. It, it, definitely this is not. basically your this is your Bitcoin crash, the Great Kettlebell Ex- exactly exactly shortage of twenty twenty.
0: Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people, and this is something I'm going to attempt maybe if I change locations, are like gyms and stuff are renting equipment to people. Um, oh, really? Which is smart. yeah, like a, a gym I've actually gone to in LA, and somehow I was on their mailing list. Like a private gym emailed me, and they were renting everything. Like like this just just sitting here. If you guys want a theragun or a kettlebell or a fucking bench, like we got it, you know. And um,
1: great
0: idea. There's a Legree Studio here that's renting reformers. Like you can take the reformer home and put it in your fucking house. Ooh, it's really smart because like I would eat. I would definitely pay. Like not whatever, but I would pay a substantial amount of money to rent real gear and have it because it's just like it's mm-hmm. it's it's necessary.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, some people get the Peloton. You can just rent the whole, you know, a true a true real so set.
0: So if you're listening to this podcast and you live in Montreal, Canada, and you have access to to dumbbells or other equipment and you want to break off CB, just holler at me.
1: CB needs some some 45 plates real bad.
0: CV needs so I mean you don't even know bro I mean if I had a full bench set up oh my god shirts wouldn't fit you know what I mean (laughs) the shelf the shelf would be on 1000
1: well I'm glad that you're back on track to begin piecing your waif-like figure back into something resembling that of a man
0: well I let's not go that far but yes thank you I thank you (laughs) thank you thank you for for understanding the struggle I've been going through because while people have been dying um i've been really worried about my muscle retention so it's <laughs> you've been, I, I don't you've been, really
1: you've been dying to get buff
0: exactly i don't really see any differences there but some people might so you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh and you know well we have a guest today yes uh the the writer uh natasha stagg who's having a real wave right now um she wrote a novel um a few years ago that was that was uh well received but her new book Sleeveless Fashion Image Media New York 2011 through 2019 uh an essay collection is really out here popping mm-hmm. um if you know any good looking people they probably have that book on their shelf um <laughs> If you know people that live in a cool metropolitan area, they probably have the book on their shelf. Um, <laughs> it's just it's one of those books, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to her because we're just on a we, we've, you know, after having Lawrence on, we've course corrected. and We're back on our our um, media elite kind of style. Back to um, having
1: some intelligent literary darlings on the show.
0: Exactly. Which I know feels weird for you. But for me, that's obviously where I comfortably sit. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Me know, like, read and stuff like that, so <laughs> hopefully she will be able to talk about, like, you know, Netflix and stuff as well, because that's something Why you, that I have checked out.
0: I know you've checked out Netflix. I've heard about Hulu from you, too, so we can talk about that if you want. <laughs> uh, but let me let me bang her line. plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homeshef.com/howlong that's homeshef.com/howlong for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homeshef.com/howlong must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert how long gone is brought to you by nutriful as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health uh-oh and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks feels and most importantly grows Nutriful's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress hormone fluctuations and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair
1: go ahead give it a tug neutrophil is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step (laughs) To visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutraful is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutraful.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutraful for healthier hair. Nutraful.com spelled N U T R A F O L. I got Raph on the nut. Dot <laughs> com promo code how long. That's nutriful.com <laughs> promo code how long.
0: How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason.
1: BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we are spent off, obviously off clock Going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And uh, yeah,
0: sure, sure. Yeah,
1: so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from.
0: I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash howlongtoday to get 10% off your first month that's better help com slash how long nice what's up how are you
2: good how are you
0: oh living the dream um <laughs> you know another day in paradise uh are should you- I be able
2: to see you no I-
0: you can turn off the camera if you want okay um,
2: cool I wasn't le- sure if that was like how you
0: did it Unless you want to present, you know. <laughs> a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was hoping you were going to screen share on this podcast. <laughs> uh, what's up? Are you in New York?
2: Yeah, I have am. You,
0: have you been in New York the whole time?
2: Yeah.
0: We need a scene report.
1: Hi, um, hi. I'm Jason, by the way. Hi.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry.
2: Nice That's, to meet both of you.
1: Yes, yeah, same. you as well. Thanks for doing this.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
1: Um, how many podcasts are you doing a week nowadays?
2: <laughs> Zero. Zero? <laughs> have you ever done
1: a podcast ever?
2: I have been on podcasts, but they were like friends.
1: Mm. So they weren't like a real one?
2: Well, I mean I was on Red Scare. It seems like a real one.
0: Wow, don't flex on us. Don't flex on
2: us. Like,
1: that.
0: <laughs> like you don't you didn't have to you didn't have to go that hard. Uh, <laughs> did you do that when you were on a book tour though, or is that just a friend of friends situation?
2: Uh, no, it was like a book thing. I mean, I've, I've met them before, but we weren't super close or anything. It was like to promote my book, I guess. And I didn't go on a book tour. I've never done that.
0: Do those still happen, though, in the way that we use the term? I don't know. If yeah,
2: they, do. they definitely do, but they sound miserable. It's like bookstores and, you know, middle American bookstores don't sound like a place where a lot of people <laughs> readers are. I would yeah. To, it, it just doesn't sound like it would like get a lot more sales or anything.
0: I would love to see the crowd <laughs> for you and Witch and taught the Barnes and Noble. I think, right. that, would be, I think that would be really eye opening for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Cause I, I feel like that that stuff only matters for a very certain kind of writer. You know what I mean? I don't think uh-huh. that it costs a lot of money and time and doesn't really do much unless you're like at a certain level. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you do so? What did you do? Just regular press and like a reading in New York and L.A.
2: Yeah, exactly. I did one in New York, one in L.A., and one in Paris because I happened to be there
0: were they for work. In, were they in bookstores or were they in like separate?
2: Uh, they were. Well, the one in L.A. was in a library, and the one here was in a gallery, and the one in Paris was in a bookstore.
0: We love non-traditional event spaces, you know, yeah, just really keeping exactly. people on their toes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I haven't been to, did you, does that stuff, do you have fun with that or is it just like part of the job?
2: I have fun. I mean, I, all of it feels very like I'm just taking it as it comes. It doesn't seem like something that I'll end up doing forever, even though, you know, I've published two books, it still feels strange to have that be like the thing that I'm, doing as a job, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I get that,
0: though, because it's because because at one point it seemed unachievable or because it just isn't, you're just not getting used to it no matter what happens.
2: I Well, it definitely felt unachievable at some point, for sure. But it also just doesn't, it's not, like, the type of job that's consistent no matter yeah. who you are. And, like, yeah. a lot of writers write maybe a book a year, but I don't know if that's even, like, good for them, you know? Career wise. I don't
0: I don't either. Because that's like putting out records too. It's like the same kind of thing. It's like what yeah. is the, what is the right cadence? And I think it just fully depends on, you know, what you're capable of and who your market is.
2: Yeah. I mean, no I don't I think a lot of people want their musicians to put out a record a year, but I don't know if a lot of people want their favorite authors to put out a book a year.
0: You I think part of that might be because we expect our favorite authors to like take longer. <laughs> like we want them to think about it more.
2: Well, we want them to think about it more, and we want to be able to read the books and like have a little bit of time in between to look forward yeah. to the next one. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have any writers in mind when I'm saying this because it's like I'm, I don't know who. Yeah, I, I I'm, just like, keep looking thinking forward of, to their uh, next
1: book. I'm th- I just keep thinking of like the the cadence that Louis C.K. has, where he releases an hour of new comedy every year and every other comedian has no idea how he's able to do that. So some, I think some people, some people can just do it. He's
2: able to do it because it's so good
1: or, uh, I think because it's so hard to do it and he's able to do it at a level that people consider, you know, high. Yeah. Whereas most people are like, Oh, you know, if you, you could put out a book a year or a special a year or whatever a year, but, it, it will probably suffer because you didn't put enough time into it. Some people can just shit them out.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that comedy too is so topical that that seems almost more doable to me. Like it's, it's like there's, I mean,
2: he used to put out a TV show every yeah. season or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just... He also does like have this, ch- he, he definitely hated the, um, the schedule of it. Like he was vocal about that. About the television show. Yeah, about any television show or any expectation at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't realize how much I had in common with Louis C.K. I guess I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I hate that, too. I hate when people expect me to do things when I'm supposed to do them. Well, I, I,
2: hate, I hate that, but I also hate when other people follow those rules, because I'm like, if you were not ready to do something... To, you don't have to do it. Like nobody Sorry. wants that from you.
0: But no one's. I mean, I think with right. Do you do you feel pressure from anyone? Is like a publisher an agent feel like? Is it like let's go, let's go, let's go?
2: Not for me. I think a lot of writers do feel that, but I don't have an agent, and my publisher is the most chill publisher in the world.
0: Did you do both books without an agent? Yeah. Is is that just by choice because you don't need it or don't feel like you need it or do, or is that like? Uh... Like I, I'm just surprised, I guess.
2: Oh, really? I mean, yeah. I Chris is I an guess... agent
1: queen though, so
0: I I am but... an agent queen. I I love agents and managers and lawyers. That's really my <laughs> shit.
2: I like the idea of it actually, but I don't have an agent or a manager or a lawyer. I don't even have an accountant.
0: I definitely should. Yeah, we should we should talk about this a little bit. I have some <laughs> I have some I have some general advice for you. I don't know. If okay. you're taking I don't know if you're open to it or not. But. I'm open. <laughs> yeah.
1: Chris uh, wants to be your manager at this. point. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, th- th- so we had you in this pocket. No, I just think. That, like, <laughs> no, honestly, some of that stuff is more important than others. And I think it's like a comfort level thing. But I do think that like a lawyer is the most valuable of those people in my experience. Wow,
2: really?
1: What do you mean by just, those people, Chris?
0: Uh, I mean, by <laughs> by the blood sucking <laughs> side of the entertainment business. You Got know what it? I mean? Okay. Those dirty Hollywood types. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think that, like, a lawyer is, I mean, that's to me, a manager and an agent are, are interesting jobs and they're important to make the whole, like, you know, uh, world operate and, you know, keep oil in the machine. But I think that a lawyer is more of a specialized skill They're like, mm-hmm. you can't really fake that. You know what I mean? Like, I could mm-hmm. negotiate something in my, for, for myself, like from a manager and agent standpoint, but if somebody sends me a hundred, you know, a hundred page document and tells me to review it and, and redline it and send it back, I can't do that. Right. That's the only, you know, that's, that's it.
1: Really I don't too. even know what a redline is,
0: but I, I don't I, either. I don't, a redline is when you, just kidding. S- you, you mark up a contract and send it back for the, for other counsel to review.
2: See, I don't, it's like, what would I have that needed that much attention?
0: Well, we don't, I don't know yet. If they're you, like, you we'll give all...
1: you, we'll give you 10% of, of sales after we pay it back. And then you would cross that out with a red line and write in 80%. And then they would come back <laughs> and be like, mm, I don't know. Right. Yeah.
0: It, it. But it does cost money. I mean, but I guess if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're negotiating with your, um, Publisher who you're friendly with, and that makes things more complicated, I guess.
2: Well, yeah, my publisher doesn't even work with agents.
0: You're saying like that is a known like he that's a that's a hill he's on. Like I'm not, I don't do that.
2: Um, right, yeah. Wow. It's a, well, it's a group. It's semiotexts. So they're like a, a very small publisher, but I I've been a fan of them forever. So yeah. to me, they're very big, you know. But they're technically a small group of people and they just, yeah, they do things
0: differently. Did you, did you approach them originally with the novel or or did they approach you?
2: I approached them.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's nice then. At least it, it went off without a hitch.
2: Yeah. Everything. I mean, if, if I had not gotten in touch with them and they, you know, chose to work with me, then I probably would have gotten an agent or I would have given up. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the, all, right, all right look there's two ways this is gonna go i'm either gonna give, or i'm gonna give up you guys
2: let's flip a fucking coin
1: well if you if you would have given up what uh what is your your backup career plan
2: um well i was at the time working at a magazine so maybe i would have kept doing that i think something about publishing a book made me more confident and i just i quit my job pretty soon after that and then I started doing like creative consulting or whatever, <laughs> you know, like all this. Wow,
1: you don't have to say to your,
2: or whatever.
0: <laughs> we luckily both of your your friendly co hosts here traffic in that same kind of I world, know, but so that's why
2: you know it doesn't really like mean a lot. It's like whatever you want it to be, right?
0: That's right. It really. I mean, depends on
1: how good you are at lying to yourself and how yeah. smart or <laughs> stupid you are. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Well, it depends on the audience, too. Like, I think that after – I'm 37 years old, and I, I would say it took until I was 35, 36 to really be able to, like, explain what I do to someone who has no idea what it is.
2: Maybe you know I mean? by the time I'm 36, which will be, like, later this year, I'll be able to explain <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> yeah, you're,
1: you're months away from having your life figured out. Just yeah. wait. <laughs>
0: It's right around the corner. This quarantine is really not a roadblock for you. Well,
1: I think think it's (laughs) not because of it being like a hard thing to explain. I just think that the world had to catch up and create the language to explain what it actually is. Because before, I would just kind of tell myself like, I guess I just get paid to tell people what is cool and what is not cool. And in my mind, that sounds like the best job you could ever have. Because you don't really have to do shit in terms of like actual labor.
2: Right. Other well, than
1: like paying attention to what's going on in the world
2: but it's different than like trend forecasting because that yeah. used to be a thing mm-hmm.
0: that still is that still is a thing which is kind of surprising to me um, because yeah I
2: think it's definitely still a thing but I, like people would assume that that's what you did if you oh, used to say I right I mean yeah, yeah for sure your roles like they're to me very different but probably not to most people.
0: They are, yeah, they're definitely different, but I think it, like, for whatever reason, trend forecasting is a term that, like, my mom might understand. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Like, if it seems mm-hmm. having a good day. I know what trends yeah. are. I know what the <laughs>
1: forecast is. We got this.
0: Yeah, put them together, Chris. I know what you're doing, but my, my parents didn't understand for a long time. And I think still, my dad's my accountant. And I still don't think he fully, like, has a grasp really? on it. Really? No, I think he's more just annoyed that income comes from so many different places and that makes his job harder.
2: Yeah, it is annoying though. <laughs> you know, I
0: mean, it is, it's is—it's annoying for me too, but like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've just never, I don't, um, but do you think that it's easier to call, I mean, at this point it's probably easier to call yourself an author or a writer because that's such a known thing, right?
2: Yeah, I still don't do it really. I usually, I say I'm a copywriter cause that's kind of what I end up doing most. Yeah.
0: So and, that's just
2: easier to say.
0: Yeah, that, no, I agree. And I think that's a, that's similar to, cause if, cause if you tell somebody you're a copywriter, they know what it means. If you tell them you're an author and you tell them the title of your book and they don't know it, it doesn't hit the same.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, better luck next
0: time. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 I didn't mean it. I'm a copywriter. I'm a copywriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, well, is the copywriting, cause I do some of that myself. Do you find that like exercising a different muscle or is it just like I do this to pay the bills and it's fine?
2: It's definitely exercising a different muscle. I mean, I find it way more difficult than writing for fun or whatever, like creative writing. Um, it's like, yeah, it's it's trying to get into the head of some company or brand. So,
0: I find it's it very different. I find it pretty difficult, to be honest. But I think I do it, too it's a it's a I think that if you work with someone long enough, I think it becomes much easier like it really that really makes a difference. Um, I know yeah. a lot of people that do stuff like one off and I just i don't i mean I could do it, of course, but I think it would be really laborious for me,
2: yeah, the one off projects are so much more difficult, and then people don't understand that your hours are gonna be way longer than
1: you know yeah, it's,
2: like it's, than if you had been working with that person for a while yeah, once you get it's in the so groove. much research.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Once you get in the groove, it's like, all right, I kind of know what this is and in my head. I can operate that way, but yeah, for, for off the rip, it's tough. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's why when, you, when it hits, it hits. I mean, some, there's some shit that we all can remember. that's just like legendary because someone did that work the right way, you know? And I think that's why copywriting is still a pretty well-paid job.
2: I wonder, I was just talking with a friend about this cause you know, it's not as well-paid as some. Yeah. <laughs> And I, would, like, I would it depends
1: would on what company you're writing for, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But it's it's also just this it's so difficult to actually stand up for yourself as a copywriter because there's this parallel career path that seems similar. Like what you're saying is like there are journalists and there are copywriters and there are authors, but they're all kind of doing the same thing yeah. to like the layperson. And so you're like well, a dollar a word, you know, is kind of like a standard for so many outlets. Mm-hmm. And so then like if a company hires you to copyright and offers you a dollar a word, like. I'm You're sure, like, nah, bro. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hell no. But also, like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah. You know, yeah, So it's of like course. really no, hard course. to actually get anybody to understand that that's not okay. And it's become this kind of. I don't know, my friend who who also copyrights was just complaining about it to me.
0: Well, I think all businesses are fucked up from, like, millennials doing things for free. Exactly. I mean, like, so, they, they, fuck, they fucked up the whole game. Ourselves out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess we are millennials to, to, by definition. <laughs> like, <laughs> young people, because I didn't, Jason, did you intern and do shit like that? You didn't, right?
1: Um, I did intern, but never, I mean, never like anything in the copywriting type of world, I would say. I just think Where did inter- you intern? I interned at KCRW, which is like the NPR radio station here in LA. Oh,
2: cool.
1: Um, which I was just telling my girlfriend that I I did that yesterday and she's like, "Oh, that's kind of hot that you interned at this <laughs> at an NPR station." And I was like, you, "Do you want to know what I did?" And she's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "When the when the DJ would play a song, I would write it down on a piece of paper and hold it up against the glass window, and then somebody would write it down, and then that's it." (laughs) It's really
2: hot. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I didn't. I just I just never interned because I didn't get into this stuff until I was like too old for that. But like that that
1: also I don't know if interning is in your personality type, Chris.
0: I don't think so either, but I do think you would it's have like, just
1: sold drugs.
0: That's true. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> at, at but, I do, but I do
1: that. People do that.
0: But I think it's valuable, like in some ways, like I don't understand not work, like working and not getting paid. That's really hard for me to compute in my mind. But when you're like 20, you don't really deserve to get paid sometimes, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, right. it's, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of situations where an intern, you know, came in with a great attitude, did an amazing job and was hired within like three months or something like that. All it, all it takes is just, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hungrier and thirstier
2: than all of you guys and, and can afford to work for and, nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, now you're speaking specifically about New York media internships, which are. <laughs> yeah. Classically, I mean, it's like working at Vogue. It's the great you can just go down the masthead and recognize the last names. It's
1: the best. Yeah, but you can tell I, when like the intern is like, I'm taking two buses to get here, and like I'm eating top ramen. Yeah. I'm still doing it. Those are the people that you know when the job comes around, they're the first person to get offered. Did you
0: in, did you intern, Natasha?
2: No, I couldn't afford to intern.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tough. I mean, I, go mean, now, I was now.
2: working through college. Like, I worked in high school. I didn't. I never didn't have a job because there was there were jobs to be had.
0: You know, I I've always had a job too. But I think we're all three that age
2: where we've kind of always had a job. What kind
1: I, of I jobs do you have. having in high school, dog?
2: <laughs> Did me? Yeah, I, I worked at a nursing home. I worked Ooh. as a secretary's assistant in an office.
1: Um, nursing home that was- sounds rough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Because, <laughs> like, what, like, what was the vibe? Like,
1: why? why? <laughs> it was, what was the vibe?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just need, like, I mean, like, what, what compelled you to do that? The was vibe was de- death,
1: death. Um,
0: I know wow. the vibe wasn't good. I guess, but no.
2: you know, it was. Well, I worked in a nursing home that was really close to where I lived, and I think it was probably just that. It was like proximity. Like I could walk there. I didn't have a car, so I, just, I was like 16 or 15, and I'd walk to this nursing home and was like a, a hostess. So I would just give people their trays of food during lunch. Hmm. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: okay, well, I worked at a dry cleaners where I was able to skateboard outside with my friends most of the time and steal money. That's um, cool. Which is a little more upbeat. I feel like there were no homes. real perks to my job. I, I was gonna, I was looking for the perks. I didn't see any. So I was gonna. I'm, I'm glad that you offered that up. Uh, <laughs> where are you from? Are you from? You're not from New York, are
2: you? No, I'm. I grew up half in Tucson, Arizona, and half in Grand Rapids, Michigan.
0: Very hmm.
1: interesting. Very yeah, interesting. So
2: that's where I was. In I was in Michigan at, working at a nursing home.
1: Grand Rapids, to- the Tucson of Michigan, I say. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> did it's you like, go
0: did you go to school in Grand Rapids?
2: Um I went I was in high school in Grand Rapids and then I went to University of Michigan in Ann
0: Arbor. I you know, Ann Arbor had a legendary like punk scene when I was growing up. Yeah. And sure. I I never understood that, but I guess it was just like a college town situation.
2: Um it was where the MC five mm-hmm. like got together and it was, I don't know why it made it like that town made so much sense for the, all these things to happen, but it was like the white Panthers and oh, yeah, yeah. Iggy pop. Um, there was like a, a house that was kind of like the famous Stooges punk house or whatever, but I don't know if it was like all the rumors about every big building in Ann Arbor was that like some punk thing happened there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like the well, because like I'm, I'm, fr- I'm from Atlanta, and Athens is very similar
0: because it's basically just like REM is from there, mm-hmm. and it kind of all revolves around that in the same way. Like they actually REM bought all of the historic buildings in downtown Athens so the city couldn't change, like so people wouldn't fuck it up, which is pretty incredible.
2: Really, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, they own like the like. I a handful of like pretty important buildings and like venues. Um, I think as a band, actually, that's actually like, well, punk as hell. It's it's punk as hell. It really it really is. owning it's really
2: property real. is really punk. Exactly,
0: um, it's
1: very people Elon look, Musk kind of vibe. I like it. People, yeah, people really
2: hate
0: landlords right now. I'm I'm having a hard time. I'm, <laughs> I'm having a hard time like wrapping my head around it fully. You know, like people outing celebrities as landlords. I don't understand why that's so surprising.
2: Yeah, of course they are.
0: Like, what else do you think they're going to do with all this
2: money? Well, and they know that the money's not going to keep coming forever.
0: That's very true. That's very true. Real estate you- is
1: a great investment, you guys. <laughs> I've
0: heard that. Natasha and I live in New York where real estate investment requires a little more capital than you. Okay? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's super cheap here in L.A. <laughs> no, I know it's
0: not. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I made it sound like <laughs> that you live in Sacramento. I didn't mean to. No, no, no shots. No shots. No, it's fine. But I don't. I don't. I mean, it's 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 wild out here. Prices are wild. But I mean, I don't think they're going to forgive the rent. So I'm just going to keep paying it.
2: I'm really curious. It's like it's. Wouldn't they have forgiven it already if they That's were going kinda, to?
0: Yeah. And I also have, I don't know why we, we had a friend on this podcast. who's like, he he owns that brand, Noah, the clothing brand. Uh And, uh, he was talking about, he's like, I paid rent because I can. And that is like kind of what I felt like I should do basically, because if, if I don't pay rent when it, when it's due, it's going to fall on someone who's going to owe someone money is basically what what he was saying, you know, um,
2: yes. I mean, I haven't paid rent for this month.
0: Are you pushing it as long as you can?
2: I'm kind of just like I'm like uh, of two minds about it. I don't have a strong feeling. What does
1: uh, what what say your landlord about this?
2: <laughs> yeah, he yeah. hasn't said anything. He's. I mean, Ooh. also, I have no idea what he's doing. I'm really curious what he's doing. He's like a. He is the head of a giant Hasidic family that lives in Brooklyn, but has like a home upstate. So I'm sure they fled. You know? Yeah, definitely. Where where
0: do you do you live? In, do you live in the city or do you live in Brooklyn?
2: I live in the East Village. I moved in November for the first time to Manhattan. So welcome, welcome to the neighborhood. I live on 4th and A. Oh no way. I live on 2nd yeah. and B. Maybe I shouldn't say that on a podcast, but I'm really <laughs> close to you.
0: Yeah, we're really I live above Mass Books like in that building.
2: Oh my god, I love Mass. Chris, books. you're
1: being a little too forthcoming with your exact home address here. Bro, these these fucking
0: haters can come for me, bro. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I no, I'm, I'm no I
2: don't know.
1: Chris, I'm more yeah. worried about your super fans than your haters.
0: Oh yes, yes. <laughs> the, Chris, the, yeah, the, uh, we-
1: Chris has a lot of reply guys as of late, and he's been dealing with that.
2: Um, Are they right, guys? Are I'm they writing just guys or girls?
0: Uh, no, of course they're fucking guys. They're fucking <laughs> budget versions of me and my friends. <laughs> you, you don't
1: <laughs> you don't have any reply girls, Chris?
0: Fuck no. I mean, maybe a few, but that's not the. That's what I'm writing about. I'm writing about reply guys right now. So I'd love oh, really? to. Get, yes, because I think that it's there's been an influx of them since corona because people are so logged on and so wound up.
2: Yeah, definitely. I feel
1: a responsibility to stay um in touch with my reply guys. Cuz those are, you know, <laughs> those are the ones, you know, we if we put out a t-shirt, those are the motherfuckers who are buying it, you know?
0: No, I no, I don't think it's not even it's more just though I think the term started with guys that would do it to women and that was like where it comes from. And I think that it's just, it's really flown the coop. It's fucking spread out like a virus. No pun intended.
1: (laughs) You're, you're trying to, um, I guess you're, you're taking back the reply guy (laughs) back to the man.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But I just don't, I mean, there's I, I lay this out in the piece, but there's just distinctive types, and that's what I think is so interesting. There's such archetypes to to, to different strands, mm. and I, I <laughs> like I, I,
1: like I, indicas and sativas.
0: Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's a very <laughs> it's a very similar breakdown, but it's just like nice. I, I, I don't. It's really hard to be online right now. It really is.
2: So you're saying the reply guy is a type of person, and it's not necessarily predicated on the fact that he replies and that he's a guy
0: uh i think that there are different types of reply guys like i think they can be broken down into different subgenres. genres what is okay.
1: what
2: is so the they best? all do have to reply they have to reply <laughs> yes 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 so so to talk first to rule reply of guy, reply
1: guy reply. <laughs> first rule of a reply guy you have to reply.
0: But uh, yeah, so that's my th- my theory is that I've af- after being replied to enough, I've been able to identify the different types and can now break them out into categories and then identify their features. Mm. What is the um, most
1: dangerous reply guy out there?
0: I'm not going to give away the fuck. Give us a taste, Chris. Fucking sauce right now, Jason.
1: I'm sure the Paris Review will be fine if you lay out <laughs> lay out one of one of the many genius of reply guys. Uh.
0: First of all, fuck you. Um, (laughs) It's for Um, (laughs) SportsIllustrated.com. Is it? No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I believed it. It's for GQ. (laughs) It's for Mm GQ.com, which is Sports Illustrated in some ways right now. Sports Illustrated Um, for close. Exactly. Uh, Well, no. I think the most dangerous one is is something that I define as the toe-to-toe reply guy. Who want who who thinks they're on your level in every way, and then want to show that they're smarter than you or know more about the subject than you do, mm,
1: and they think mm. that you will be pleased by them. Kind no, of- no, no.
0: They mm. want to bait you into arguing with them so they can be right and prove that they're right, even mm. though you might have a you might have a blue check and more followers. <laughs>
1: So they're probably just doing that for attention, not for your, your adoration.
0: Well, it's also like, why are you guys so serious? Like, I don't really care. Like, I don't care if you like blur more than Oasis. Like, you're just a loser. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to argue about that. That's just, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, the, the, level of, the level of time and effort put into it is more from them than is from, from the original poster.
1: Do you think you were ever a reply guy yourself at one time in your life?
0: Unfortunately, Jason, I think maybe we all have been. If you're online enough, uh, yeah, I but think so. but I don't know if I would. I don't know. I think reply guy truly comes down to replying to people you also you don't know at all and don't know in real life.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you? Um, do you have a lot of reply guys?
2: Me? Yeah, you're I sorry. don't. I I specifically don't. I'm pretty sure. Re- you're pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> I feel like talking to my friends, like. I'm like, what am I missing? Like, this is a, a phenomenon that has not really. You're saying you're doing
0: something wrong because you don't yeah. have
2: more. More. I don't have any reply, guys, and uh, I don't have any. None of my exes have contacted me during quarantine. Like all of my friends say that their exes have. Whoa! <laughs> actually, we need to talk about this. That's. Just, I'm like, shocked. I'm definitely doing something wrong, right? I think so. I mean, yeah, I think
1: so. Do you want to hear from your exes?
2: Uh. I In didn't theory. until I was yeah like and I don't yeah I don't. You you are fearing you
1: may be missing out at least on just what am I doing wrong if if Chad has well, not hit me up.
2: I just yeah I'm just a little I have FOMO about that. <laughs> I <you> want fr- <laughs> I want to see them spiraling mm. or you know going have, through have, something. Have
1: you DM'd or texted any of your exes?
2: No, Good I mean you. it's it could be on me. I'm quarantining with my boyfriend, so it,
1: I'm not. It, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> but, I was about uh, to hit hey, like, door swings both ways, sweetie.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, cool. Thank you for that that detail. That explains it a little better. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, like I think if I was alone, I would be hitting people up, but the fact that they don't know that I'm mm. not alone, <laughs>
1: like I'm getting a nice glimpse on? into into your mind.
0: <laughs> Truly, a look into the look into the psyche right now. Really, what's going on in there?
1: So, are you yeah. glad that you're quarantining with Bay, or or how how is it all going?
2: It's going well. I really thought it would be, you know, a lot. More, yeah, I, I mean, I live in a studio apartment, and that's a lot. Mm, you know, That's tough. it's it's not like I moved into this place thinking that I would have a roommate. <laughs> Because we live separately, normally. Oh, um, oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's one of those situations. But honestly, it's going really well. So,
0: are, are you able to work, though? Is there a place for you to sequester yourself and concentrate?
2: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, cha-cha Yeah, we-
0: <laughs> yeah
2: cha-cha is closed. No. So you have nowhere to go? <laughs> no, I mean... I think I'm pretty good at just like focusing even if stuff's going on around me, but both of us have sort of designated parts of the room as our own. <laughs> just accidentally. Know,
0: you have to draw lines in the sand during this difficult time.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Do you have Are any you... tips that you can share with us for for staying focused and productive when you're in a studio with somebody else? Oh my god. Because I have I a problem with it.
2: <laughs> are you in a studio? No,
1: I'm not. No, this,
0: no, this motherfucker's in like a three bedroom house in Glendale. Don't feel of bad. Of
1: course. Well, you know, um, L.A. What can I say? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, even 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 then, it's still you know, no it's matter no matter the square footage, I I I have a little trouble with with staying focused and working when also wanting to make sure that the uh, you know the the thoughts and feelings and cares of your partner are being taken care of as well.
2: It's really difficult. There are things that I did not expect or could not have predicted. <laughs> it's like, I mean, everybody feels that way, I guess. Yeah, of I just, course. I don't know.
1: I think you just have to get lucky and be proud of yourself for choosing a partner that is cool enough and you're able to enjoy living with in a in a small space. Yeah. Kudos and, to you. And I'm
2: really lucky in that way. And I think... I I I don't know. I know so many people who are like casually dating who considered quarantining with somebody that wasn't their
1: right soulmate. Like you, got, you know, you're, you're like you're a month and a half in, and you're like, are we doing this? Are we moving in together right now?
2: Yeah, but I haven't heard any really good stories from it. Honestly, I want to hear like a great, um, like mistake, like. <laughs> Quarantine yeah story. when you say
1: <laughs> when you say a good story i'm assuming that means something bad happens
2: yeah, yeah exactly yeah. okay we'll see the, the problem
0: is i don't think those stories are to come out until post quarantine i think
2: people, so too yeah
1: they can't release
0: it while under under lock and key because then it would cause a rift
2: yeah. right i know that's the problem with these like zoom hangouts too because i i used to have like a ladies night with my with a few of my friends like Probably like once a month, and we'd go get margaritas and like talk about our boyfriends. And now Mm. our boyfriends are in the room, you know. It's like it's it's
0: really difficult, like, and we're like,
2: it's going so well. I can't (laughs) believe how well it's going, you know. And it's like, I'm like, you guys, one of them just started dating somebody like right before this thing. I'm like, come on, I can't wait for this to end so I can really hear how it went.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard of people, I've, I think, I've, I don't remember who it was, but I feel like somebody was tweeting about doing uh, therapy in their car, because it's the only way they could get privacy.
2: Oh my god, I do it on my fire escape.
0: I I just haven't done it, which might not be good for my mental health, but I just didn't know what to do.
1: Wasn't it, I think it was Raven Smith who said that every week he has his his boyfriend goes and like... Sits in the car or goes for a drive for two hours so we can have alone time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: he says he, yeah, he does. It, like I think the car has to be moved. So he, he's like stay gone for a little while longer so I can have some alone time.
2: Yeah. I mean it's, well, a, it's I, a
1: hard thing to ask but I think it's kind of necessary to ask. Or to be like, is. hey, you, you have to synchronize all of the boyfriends of everyone in your in your girl group to all go for like a walk at the same time so you guys can have margs and talk about how you hate your boyfriends.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> it's and important
1: how they don't be cleaning the bathroom and stuff, you know?
2: It's true they don't. Because I, re- be.
1: <laughs> I really
0: really miss shit talking, you know what I mean? So I think that that's, you know, and it's, nothing's it's better. It's necessary.
2: Than- we have
1: to let it out somehow.
2: I it's miss nothing. that too and it is kind of a in-person thing usually. It doesn't
0: hit the same over a fucking delayed zoom.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, not everyone is blessed with Chris Black's reassuring cackle laugh that that gives me that dopamine hit. You know.
0: I know. I'm sorry. You can't. I'm sorry. I can't package it and sell it. Um, if only. Is the Are you cooking?
2: <laughs> yeah, of Did course.
0: You, were you doing that before?
2: Not so much.
0: No <laughs> i
2: I really like restaurants. I also think that I am a really good cook, but I've never like talked about it. You know? Well
0: well, this is pretty sick. So you've never cooked before, but you're saying you're really good at it.
2: No, I have. I mean, I used to live alone back when I was like in grad school and like I definitely like became a good cook before all this. I hope you're but ready then, to like, like, start bragging
1: on your cooking right now because it's happening.
2: Well, I just I usually just follow recipes. I'm not like an inventive cook. I'm just saying like I'm mm-hmm. I can make something really well, but I don't like to do it really <laughs> I'm like yeah easy fine it's like everyone can do this you know
1: you would think that everyone can do it but a lot of people are really bad at it I
0: don't even I don't attempt I hate it I have no interest I never have I mean it's bad like I don't have a pot or a pan which is like a known thing Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You, uh, you use your oven to store shoes like Carrie Bradshaw? Uh,
0: t-shirts, but yes. And thank, <laughs> you, thank you for saying that I'm the Carrie Bradshaw of my group. Um, yeah. His oven so is important. full
1: of vintage Lemonheads T-shirts. <laughs> it's,
0: right. Look, what's more important, I don't need to eat. That's like, you know, I, I just don't – I'm afraid that if I got into it, it would be a rabbit hole because I'd want to be good at it, so I'd want to buy a bunch of stuff. I'd want oh. to buy all the, all the gear because Jason – He's being modest, is an incredible cook, like, like restaurant level. So he's got all the, he's got all the tools and all the fun shit, and he's been doing it for years. So he's good at it. But I just don't, the time commitment seems insane to get that good.
2: Yeah, I don't want that either. I don't want all this stuff. But that's maybe because I live in such a small apartment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm not going to fit a Nancy Myers' kitchen in my apartment either. But in theory, there's a lot of toys to buy, which is attractive to any like new hobby to me. Yeah. That like that attracts me to things. Yeah, I've yeah.
1: noticed that a lot about people. People like cycling in my neighborhood. There's a lot of like fat dudes who have like ten thousand dollar bikes and spandex kits and all that stuff, and they. You can tell they're just doing it because they want to buy like shiny stuff, and I think that sort yeah. of applies to the to the kitchen world as well.
0: It One hundred percent does. But I miss restaurants. I, I, the gym in the in a restaurant. I'm really salivating for.
2: Oh, I don't miss the gym.
0: Are you working out at home? Or are you doing some yoga at home?
2: No, nothing.
0: <laughs> That's cool, Damn. How does your body? How does your body feel?
2: Um, it's the same, but I'm. I don't know. I didn't work out that much before. I just, I'm I'm like, I like the excuse to not work out at all now. Do you walk? I walk, but only when somebody else will walk with me. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise I'm just bored. Have you checked out?
1: You should listen to a podcast.
2: That's true. (laughs) I do listen to podcasts walking sometimes, but usually that's like when I have to go somewhere Mm -hmm. to the grocery store or something. But yeah, I, i like I don't like exercising, and I've actually lost weight, I think,
0: damn now we're talking about goals <sighs> you um, bitch. I don't
2: know how I think it's because my boyfriend is vegan, and so mm. we've just been eating vegan
0: homemade homemade cooking is a known weight loss That's because true. Of, because of the you know the different ingredients that are going into it,
2: yeah, so, so you're a vegan
1: person now for the
2: most accidentally. part accidentally yeah you're, but you're a ve- I don't vegan mind sympathizer. It. sympathizer Mm
0: -hmm. were you ever vegan in like college or high school or anything no unfortunately I my parents were
2: hippies and they mostly ate vegetarian so i wasn't like a big meat person ever
1: did you ever have a a hippie phase yourself or were you rebellious against that
2: definitely not i didn't have that at all yeah i didn't even like smoke weed really i was not into it
1: and your parents were chiefing in in the crib
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> such a strange thing to like. Because I knew, you know, of all the friends I had, I definitely had like, you know, one out of twenty of my friends' parents like would smoke weed openly, and it was just such a crazy concept to me.
2: It doesn't make you want. Well, I don't know. It depends on. Um, the yeah, family, I'm assuming but it turns doesn't make you off. You want to do it, yeah, yeah no. it
0: definitely turns you off. Yeah, it's like it's not cool if your parents are
2: doing it, right?
1: But they look. Damn they I- must look like they're having fun though. Playing on those bongos?
2: Yeah, they did that. Did they wear?
0: Did they wear funny clothes and shit, or were they pretty normal? But just when they got home, they were chiefing and playing bongos.
2: Um, I guess they were, they dressed pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have dreadlocks or
0: anything. Okay, cool. They were, they didn't have they weren't wearing like weird tu- tunics or anything. No.
2: Not did they play? Really.
0: Did were they listening to Fish and like the Grateful Dead and stuff?
2: No. What were just they into? Like, like um, like Laurel Canyon folks. Oh, the cool mm. shit. Yeah, that's true. That's
0: cool. I know. I wish my parents aren't cool at all, and I just wonder what would have happened if I had cool parents.
1: You would probably still be living uh, in Georgia.
0: That's true. Yeah.
2: I, is like hippie parents are cool. That's not cool.
0: Well, it's cooler than like religious accountant and nurse. <laughs>
1: Mm, true,
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, I love my parents. Well, They're amazing.
1: There's one thing that makes hippie parents very uncool, and that is having no money. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's where it's true. bad. If you have and kind of
2: if you having have hip- no <laughs> excuse either, like like I have to explain for a long time why I've never had money. I think oh. because I'm like white. You know, it's like I it make like actually my parents both came from like the new york area and like are white and should have had (laughs) money
0: they just made some wrong turns down that road
2: (laughs) just never ever had it as adults you know or like anti-capitalism
1: and anti-belongings maybe yeah they weren't they weren't hoarders then
2: no okay that's good
1: well do you feel like as you've gotten older you are starting to take on some of those personality traits that you didn't realize when you were younger
2: I definitely still don't have money and should, (laughs) Um, and I don't have a lot of things. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. I guess we're similar in those ways.
0: Do they think it's cool that you're doing this, or do they like? Are they like get a job?
2: No, my. I mean, I think. Well, my mom died when I was a teenager, so um, she doesn't think anything. But my dad is really like. (laughs) cool about whatever I do.
1: Yeah. If you tell your hippie dad, hey, I wrote a book and I got published, he's gonna be like, far out. That's amazing. <laughs> far out.
2: Yeah. He does say far
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, That's your cool. dad sounds your dad sounds my, pretty cool. Where does my dad he live? says
2: far out a lot, actually. Huh. I should start saying that.
0: That would be very cool if you took that on. Because yeah. you never it wouldn't be put on because you'd be like, oh my dad said it growing up. I just I took I took to it.
2: Right.
1: Well, yeah. have have you thought about ways of of making more money quickly now, like uh, like you know, Patreon, podcast, OnlyFans, things like that?
2: Oh, I've. I mean, I've thought about them. Like I understand what they are, mm-hmm. and I'm interested <laughs> in the concept. Mm-hmm. I definitely have an aversion to that, but I don't know what that aversion comes from. Mm-hmm. I have like a very kind of conservative way of thinking about my own finances maybe Mm -hmm. like Like you're
0: you don't want to get rich like that's not i don't want
2: to i yeah i actually don't want to get rich but i wouldn't mind it probably i just it's like this i don't know i kind of i like the validation of like book publishing more than i like the validation of like a lot of money and a lot of fans does that that make sense? You yeah, like, you like
1: honest, honest day's pay for an honest day's work.
2: I mean, sure. I don't know if that's mm. what I have right now because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like a consultant and I work freelance. Sure. And like, my own hours, but yeah. it's like the idea of banking on some, like, uh, like the gig economy. Mm-hmm. It just sounds very, like. Flash in the pan to me. Hmm. I understand that, but
1: so you don't other... have Bitcoin, is what you're saying? <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> you didn't do a heavy Bitcoin investment. I'm surprised, but okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think I'm just afraid of it. I'm like very afraid for for the people who don't who have like tried a million other ways to become famous, and then like this is the way that they did become famous, mm-hmm. but they don't have any backup plan, and I'm like. It like this is kind of solidifying that you won't be famous in another way later on, you know. Ooh.
0: Damn, that I'm hits not, below the that hits below the belt. I'm sorry, there. this no, is no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
2: I'm not talking about you guys. But <laughs> no, no, no that was you know that's
1: you that, that's it. something that I had never considered. I mean, neither, and it, it, Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense while also being you know kind of depressing.
2: But I'm probably wrong. Like so, it's People have such amnesia now about That's everything true. that celebrities do or that writers do or whatever you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you can probably erase your past very easily by just layering yeah. on some other thing. I
0: do think that if you just keep plowing, it will be fine to some yeah. extent, depending yeah. on the offense. You know what I mean? But I think for, for a sure. lot of things... If you just keep your head down and keep plowing, I think that the, I mean, for better or worse, like the news cycle is such a breakneck pace that it's impossible for people to digest it all. Yeah. And if people deep down really like you, they want to forgive you.
2: Right. And they want you to put out more content no matter what it is.
0: We love content as a society. Yes. We love the content. And plowing. plowing. And plowing. Yes. Also <laughs> plowing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did, has Hollywood approached you about doing something?
2: No, I wish
0: I'm actually surprised.
2: Like a movie version of my novel,
0: or yeah, or like
2: or, screenwriting. Or, or, we're talking about maybe
1: a, maybe a Hulu series,
0: yeah, maybe yeah. a straight, maybe a straight, yeah, HBO Max 10 part, 10 <laughs> episodes straight, straight to television. No, I mean, yeah. it seems like you could screenwrite, they could adopt, adapt, they could adapt even one of the essay, you know, they could, they just, they, I mean, you know, writing or a full movie coming out of like a vanity fair article is very common these days.
2: True. The bling ring. Yeah,
1: maybe the the high for, high maintenance guy will will get a set up a meeting for you somewhere. I could see something like that happening. For
2: I you. hope so. Uh, maybe if I had an agent these things would happen. I
1: didn't I didn't want to say anything to, talk <laughs> to but that that would
0: make a little bit of a difference. I mean, I just think that if you I think that um you know, right now is the time and, and not to sound crass, but to monetize, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a way that's cool and creative for you and something you feel comfortable with. But I do think that like when you're getting all the press and everything so well received and everybody's talking about it, you, you, you
2: know, it's the time to
0: move if you want to move.
1: I like that this I, podcast is going in a shark tank type of
2: direction. Right now. <laughs> no, I, I, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
0: just think it's, it's. I mean, when something captures people and people are taught, it means something. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think that obviously goes beyond monetary, but I do think that the person responsible for it should be compensated. You know what I mean? For, right. In, in, a, in a real way, for being able to create something that has captured the zeitgeist, I think that should be rewarded with money, <laughs> for, for lack of a mm-hmm. better term.
2: Yeah, I know. I kind of have that feeling, too, but it's funny that I'm not more upset about it because i d- i definitely you know it's like i published two books that i have been told are very popular but you wouldn't know it you know <laughs> like looking at the numbers according What's to your problem?
1: instagram um dms people do enjoy the book
2: yeah exactly but you are
1: not a millionaire from that
2: yes
0: but when when it, came, when it when it initially when the most recent book came out and it was it was everywhere like you were unavoidable for a little while um did you feel like a? Did you feel something happening, or was it was it exciting, or did you did did you think more would happen, or has it been about what you what you expected?
2: Um. Do you mean the first time around? I I was expecting. What was I expecting from publishing yeah. a novel? Yeah. It went beyond. Walk, walk us through the high. I was, yeah. I, I was definitely like expecting feeling yourself the worst. <laughs> Hmm. maybe or I was expecting either kind of uh, you know like not as much attention or even some negative attention but I don't know why I think I'm just very skeptical of people and the way they read things because so much of our culture right now is like hot takes so mm-hmm. I just and and also like I think negative re- reviews are more fun to read so I end up reading them more that's the truth. I well, I read other people's books. You don't
0: read your own though, right?
2: No, I do, of course. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Well, and, al- make- and also
1: the negative reviews are, you know, that's kind of like Chris's worst reply guy. Like those are people who are using a negative review as a way to like pierce through the armor and really affect you personally as a person.
2: Yeah. Right, and I – well, I haven't gotten any so far, so I'm really happy about that.
1: Fly, big flex. Big <laughs> flex.
0: Big flex. But I do think that that's true. I mean, I think that, like, um, negative reviews are more fun to read and to write, no matter what the genre is. Um, uh, you know, but I that, that doesn't bode well for the creative people that are making the stuff.
2: Yeah, it's – I mean, it's a really – crazy thing to want to do, like write a book and publish it and then expect people to not like attack it or even to pay attention to it at all. Like knowing these things about our culture, mm -hmm. you know,
0: I think they would almost want to attack you more than the actual book. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, absolutely. Especially like, I think I have a lot of strikes against me as a, a cultural commentator, you know, it's like, I, I kind of don't ever take a solid stance on anything I'm talking
0: about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, buy my book, it's basically kind of like wishy-washy takes, but they're really yeah. fun to read. They're great. They're excellent to read.
2: That's what it is. I mean, I know that about it. But I also, like, didn't – I wasn't trying to sell it. The second book, or I guess either one could fall into this conversation, but I I wasn't trying to have a take. You know mm. like but it was, do you
0: do you withhold the like especially with sleeveless are those are you trying to purposely hold some of that back and just and just ru- talk about it in the way that you want to talk about it or or is this how you actually feel as far as like i I'm not making a giant stance either way?
2: I think it's just really hard for me to come to a conclusion about anything because I'm so I, my mind changes about things constantly mm-hmm. And if I know that about myself, you know, like why would I put it down in writing?
0: Yeah, it's like don't get, a, don't get a tattoo because I can never be sure if I'll like it or not.
2: I've never gotten a tattoo and I'm sure it that's like why. Sounds like writing
1: books is a great career path for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you've
2: you really found your niche. <laughs>
1: yeah, find one of the hardest things in the world to do and then mix that with your troubled personality. Uh-huh. You've got a witch's broom. But if you're able to pull it off, then that's really, you know, it's twice as hard. That's twice as impressive. I don't.
2: Yeah, well, I well I mean plot. some pe-
0: I mean you could look at it you know like if if I think not making a a definitive you know stance and just exploring things deeply is is almost like it's so rare nowadays that, it, that that's maybe part of the appeal.
2: Well that's what I always like to read myself also.
1: Defi- definitive stances?
2: No the No nah.
1: oh, oh okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's that's, it's important to show both sides and weigh both options and have an open mind about all of that. But also, it's my, it's great to write a definitive thing on something, a hard stance on something, and then beautiful to see somebody change their mind about it and write a whole new thing about it as well. Yeah, you have that's twice true. the opportunity to create content.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I I just find that when something
0: gets to the like a, a true fervor pitch, when something becomes so popular that it's unavoidable. I cannot help myself but form a definitive opinion. Really? Like I, I, I can't. I, I it's it's beyond my control.
2: Oh, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I better stay away from that one. Well
1: you're, we can, we can try off. a few we can try a few out on you. What do you think about okay. Hamilton?
2: <laughs> I've never seen it.
1: Just see no that, one that has, response? We, Yeah, we've <laughs> never seen it either, but we have we can openly hate on it a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can you? I feel like I would need to see it first. That's it.
0: Look, now no, talk, that's No, that's your smart, first mistake. Huge okay. mistake. That's a okay. smart way to look at it, but you're wrong.
2: <laughs> that's your stance on that. Uh
0: yes, that's my stance. What do we have next, TJ?
1: Um Netflix, I mean sorry, FX's Dave.
2: <laughs> I've never even heard of that.
0: Good for you. Uh, yeah, better. What Okay, how about the new Fiona Apple album?
2: Um, okay. So I do. I'm like a huge Fiona Apple fan. And I've only listened to it once all the way through. And I wish it was better, to be honest. My Thank thoughts you.
1: exactly. Yeah, same. because
2: I love everything she's ever done. And this is like, you know, something that I've been waiting for. And I was like, um, yeah, no, But not you, as you much almost
1: as- know that it's not going to hit the way you want it to at this point.
2: I guess, but I really liked her last album.
0: I did too. I did too. I I just think that um, I saw a lot of people being like, "Just let us have this right now." And when I, <laughs> when, I right. when I saw that, I was like, "Guys, you're not thinking clearly. If you're, you, you can't, <laughs> if you're if you're saying that, like you're you have no leg to stand on with this whole thing, you know." Yeah. Um, but I think that she is so compelling, and like the press was so you know good and interesting, and she was pretty forthcoming. Um, that I think that it was just kind of like a perfect storm.
2: Right. It was a good New Yorker profile.
0: Yeah. It was fun to read. I, I, that's the thing. I, that's what I was, that's what was even maybe more disappointing is that like that New Yorker profile was great. And there's a couple other things that were good too. Um, and then the music just didn't deliver the way I thought it was going to. Right. But you're a big film head, right?
2: I do like movies.
0: I feel like I noticed. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just see you on your stories. You post a lot. It's it's good for me. I feel like I'm getting educated.
2: Oh, I'm just watching a lot right now.
0: Do I know, I but I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, it's educational. Like, a lot really? of stuff I haven't, I haven't seen or None I haven't of. Heard these,
2: of. Yeah, I, it's funny because a lot of – that's where I am getting replies where people are like, oh, do you recommend this movie or are you just, like, saying that you watched it? And I'm like, I just watched it.
0: I love that. <laughs> <laughs> So sick. I cannot confirm or deny I just watched the movie I can't I can't say it's I'm good like bad. who
2: are you like I don't know if you would like it or not
1: <laughs> interesting yeah That's I mean because I, I just post food pics on my stories so <clears throat> I guess people assume that I like the food that I'm eating but maybe I should start <laughs> being like like damn like I made
2: this food but it wasn't great yo, this wasn't this actually was good
1: can, let yeah. me, can I get a bite of that lasagna and I'll be like honestly I don't know if you like it I don't know if you're a lasagna <laughs> person do you um do you remember the last movie that you saw in the theaters?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I was thinking
1: about that earlier, and mine is very bad.
2: Oh, I think. Well, I think it was. When did Uncut Gems come out?
0: That
1: was that makes sense
0: if you're not a big big movie goer.
1: That's also something that you can have a definitive stance on.
2: What that I went to see Uncut Gems?
1: No, your your thoughts on the film?
2: Oh. Uh, I loved it. Oh.
1: You know what
0: I thought about it? Hmm. I liked it, but I think it made me like the first one more.
2: Which is the first one? I'm sorry,
0: not the first one, but the the, the previous one, the Robert Pattinson one.
1: Good, good time.
0: Good time.
2: Oh, I liked Uncut Gems more.
0: Thank you. Wow, I'm glad that that a, a, a New York film could finally get a definitive answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, the, so well, that uh, was the last movie that you saw in the theaters?
2: Maybe not. What, I don't. It makes sense. Bad at timelines,
1: but... Chris, do you remember yours?
0: I don't know, dude. I hadn't been in a while. It might have been Parasite. Over the holidays.
1: Mine was Sonic, oh, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God, bro,
0: so cool. what the fuck, dude?
1: I don't you know. I man. Had to. Yeah, of course. It was actually better than you think it's going to be. If you run out of stuff to watch,
2: you know, give it a shot. I would watch that for sure. It's not bad. Where Where are you
0: watching this stuff? Or do you have to the stuff? Because some of the stuff you're posting is relatively obscure. Are you finding it on like torrent sites, or you is it like Criterion?
2: Um, I it was like a friend of a friend's, you know, drive that they just like gave me before quarantine.
0: Oh, that's pretty amazing. So yeah, torrents, really
2: great,
1: very cool.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's very cool so okay great so you're stealing content good to know um
1: i'd be torn I,
0: I that's actually pretty cool though because i feel like then there's it, it's there's a there's a finite number but at least it's like somewhat but it's like a, curated it, for you
2: well yeah there's a finite number but also it's like thousands if not tens mm-hmm. of thousands like it's a lot of movies to wow. choose from
1: you got a so fat ass you, drive
0: yeah, it's a, it's, a, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a big old lacy. Do you, <laughs> do you, how do you select every night? Do you just go through the, are you going alphabetical? Or are you going just,
2: I'm just close like your eyes? Working through it, yeah. I mean, well, my boyfriend knows a lot about movies. So okay. he will say, like, oh, that director, we should try it and whatever.
0: Do um, you, do you try to watch them all the way through? Or do you shut shit off if it's trash? I
2: mm-hmm. try to get through all of it. I won't post something unless I, Watch the whole movie. I always uh, so. I try
1: to go through, and my my girlfriend likes to abandon ship if if it's not working out so well. But sometimes yeah. she'll do it in like in like the third third act, second third act.
2: <laughs> oh, that's frustrating. It's tough.
0: Yeah, that's that's too much. I don't. I haven't. I've Age. I've tried to watch some some like higher quality content during this this lockdown, but I've been only feeding myself disgusting candy. And I feel like your your story is, encourages me because I see something I like and then I, maybe I write it down, but I haven't really ventured into actually watching it yet.
2: I mm. wonder if I should put together more of like a guide because I think a lot of it is it's taken me like several tries to get all the way through. And then I'm proud of myself for watching like a Criterion Collection thing, but a lot of it. I wouldn't necessarily recommend.
0: I think the world could use that. Yeah, I think it'd be very... I, <laughs> yeah, I if
1: they put that. a guide together, like Dazed will repost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: probably. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I and mean, also
2: I'm like punctuating all of this with the reality shows that I watch.
0: I was hoping so, because I, I mean, that's all I can talk about. So please walk me through your top picks.
2: <laughs> mm, okay, well, I'm only watching shows... I'm not like going back... Um, and binging anything right now but maybe i will when all my shows end but right now luckily i have real housewives of new york real housewives of beverly hills
1: the best
0: one in my opinion
2: beverly hills yes oh this season's really good so far i like they're getting lit
0: they're crazy out there
2: yeah new york is really good this season too though i've you been watching it i've been watching some of it and i don't know why but
0: it just seems more fitting in Los Angeles. Like the the whole thing seems better there.
1: Oh, really? our, our, our housewives are more real than yours. Sure.
0: And, and Mauricio is so hot,
2: you know? Mauricio is hot. I think the New York ones are more um, like gray gardens, like wacky.
0: That's true, actually. You're and right. And that's what
2: I like about them. That's true. Um, I also watch 90 Day Fiance. You know, that I, means I haven't gotten I can, into that. Oh, it's insane. It's very depressing and dark. But there's so many seasons that happen all at the same time sometimes. Like, you can just always be watching this show. It's insane. It's like the news. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's good business. That's smart for TLC.
2: Yeah, and they, they figured out how to do it. Like, they just call each season a different thing where they're like, Mm. 90 Day Fiancé's before the 90 days, or like, (laughs) what happens now? 90 Days After after Dark.
0: They give it a a bonus title to differentiate.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm watching, like, two of those. And Does your boyfriend
1: like doing this stuff as well?
2: He likes 90 Day Fiancé, but sometimes he'll get bored and walk away. He can't watch (laughs) The Housewives.
0: I get that. That's a special. I mean, I... I just feel like I was raised on reality television because of just like the real world was very formative to me. So I think, oh. I, I think that I really feel connected to reality television.
2: I don't actually have that background, but I like it a lot now.
0: I mean, it's also like, I think it's just, it, it really allows you to shut the mind off, you know?
1: Spe- yeah. Uh, speaking I've, of what, how is your drug use going?
2: my drug use mm-hmm. i haven't done any drugs not really all,
1: not even a cheeky little xan
2: oh wait i did take xanax once <laughs> 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 that's funny but it's crazy that you like guessed the only drug that i have done
1: well that's our favorite drug of choice um on this pod or one of them at least so i guess i got lucky um,
2: No, I don't. I mean, I don't usually do a lot of drugs, I guess, because I don't smoke weed and I've started to hate cocaine. Um, Really?
1: Oh, I mean, it's it's a bad quarantine drug. Yeah. Well, yeah, it
2: would be bad now, but (laughs) just in general, I'm not like that into it anymore.
1: Everyone grows out of cocaine.
0: I think that happens because it's just not really sustainable.
2: It's not it gives me the worst hangovers out of
0: it Oh yeah, for sure.
1: But in the mid 2000s boy was it something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everybody should do it for a time.
0: I couldn't agree more. That's actually a big a big uh thing that we try to push on this podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what uh what kind of coke user were you? Were you a a sig smoker? Been... Were you talking about a restaurant or a band idea? Did you fight <clears> people? Oh.
2: <laughs> Like, while I was on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely, like, yeah, like, had my best ideas.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. That's my favorite kind of person. That's my favorite kind.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. I really can't stand the cocaine users that just get super emotional about friendships. <sighs>
0: that's, that. that is, that, that's any drug, any person that does that on drugs is the worst. I'd rather and, be a and fighter. And so
2: many of them do. Like, a lot of people, that's the first thing that happens to them when they're on any type of drug, including alcohol. And it actually makes everything worse. Like
0: what? way worse.
2: It bums me out so much. And,
0: but babe, I love you. You're the yeah, like you're you my guys, best friend.
2: Right? Like you guys don't realize how important you are to me.
1: What do you think? Is, <laughs> what is? What makes somebody become that? Do you think? Like, is it insecurity? I don't know. Or I mean, who knows?
2: Yeah. But it's a very I, common I guess thread. Drugs just sort of exacerbate certain qualities about you that you try to keep hidden. Mm, that's Otherwise, truth. Or...
0: but see when I when I did coke all the time I, I would get when I was as fucked up as I could possibly be I would actually stop talking and I'm a very big talker that was oh, what I would that do.
2: happens to me too so
1: that's like when, when people take Ritalin and it actually makes them chill same, yeah. same vibe for you and coke
0: well, well I would still feel good like I'm on coke you know what I mean but I just wouldn't feel compelled to blabber the way most people do
2: yeah well, it depends on how much you do, I guess. If I do like well, a lot, then I don't talk at all.
0: Yeah, maybe I was doing a lot a lot of the time now that you th- now that you mention it <laughs> It's making a little more sense
2: mm. <laughs> Have you guys been doing any extra curricular activities
0: i I'm sober actually um, so- I've heard a lot
2: of people are going sober for quarantine. And not expecting to keep that up afterwards, which
0: unfortunately, I find my, unfortunately,
1: mine predates quarantine. So. Yeah, no, I know, but <laughs> I mean, I assumed.
2: But so I, you've heard a lot of people who that are
1: are choosing to go sober during the quarantine, but yeah, but are but I thought already, that was
2: strange.
0: That is strange. I feel like this is the time to like not really care about
2: anything.
1: Yeah. I, I think that drinking during the quarantine is is not a great idea because you're already kind of living a sedentary life. You don't need more calories and there's no real like I don't I, I wanna get I wanna drink margs and, and hang out and smoke cigs and talk with my friends and have a funny night and then eat eat some chips at two in the morning, but I don't wanna like get drunk and then watch more Netflix on my couch. Right. There's like no well, real no real purpose for that.
2: Well, you can do the social thing here is the thing. I mean, we're not supposed to, but everybody's doing it, especially the yeah, village. Right.
0: I wanted to ask you about that. Are there underground clubs happening that I'm not privy oh, to? No,
2: no, no, but I mean, you've seen like in our neighborhoods like the the I've been now. displaced.
0: i mean, I've been in Montreal. I'm in Montreal, but I've seen oh. the I've seen the people getting together.
2: Well, yeah. Like if you go to Tompkins on a weekend, it's just as it's full hopping. as it ever was. Actually, it seems more full because you're not allowed on the grass now, and the oh, dog shit. parks are closed. So there's just dogs and people in like oh. the sidewalk areas, mm. and it's too, it's too crowded. It's That's fun. gross. And I then... mean, I I still go because <laughs> now there's all these like sidewalk bars now so you can yeah, just they're like to go, drink to go. and i really like that i like getting a drink to go and walking around
1: if it I mean, feels inf- very european yeah yeah
0: if what if new york was really like that think how many fights there would be it'd be really crazy
2: well it seems like it's going to be like that for a while
0: yeah true,
2: true. it is but- kind of fun
1: I mean, I think I that's how it. it used to be. That's how it is here in L.A. as well. Like, if you drive past, a, like, a Acapulco Mexican restaurant, it's fully closed, but then you can, like, drive up and buy a margarita and, you know, drive home with it, which seems very yeah. wrong.
2: That yeah. seems wrong because why wouldn't you just make a margarita at home?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, because you have to take your Tesla out to make sure the battery's still charged. You know mm, what I mean? You gotta, yeah, you know, yeah. It's not just it's it's not just for the drink. It's a double meaning.
2: Yeah.
1: But my my I would say the marijuana use has increased, and I think that's probably good. And also, mushrooms has sort of increased oh. just, just to sort of break up the the monotony of every day. You know.
2: That sounds nice.
1: I know a
0: lot of people were having trouble being sober because it's like so depressing and there's nothing to do. So it's like
2: yeah. it's just, kind of a way to break up the day for me. Like I, I have a time when I decide that I can start drinking.
1: Smart. What time is that?
2: Like seven or eight.
1: That's good. I mean, I'm going to bed at like closer to eight. Oh, really? Like. I mean, I wake up. I just wake up really early now. Like I, I wake up at six probably, and then start going, probably go to bed around ten. Actually.
2: I think if I didn't still have a job, because I'm still working, mm. I would not handle this as well. But I wake up at nine and then work for about eight hours, and then I Damn. make dinner and have a drink and then watch a movie. So it's yeah, like, so that's like a very routine. normal
0: life. Yeah. normal
2: Yeah, it's pretty normal, except for the just once in a while, like little breakdowns of mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I wish I could do something different. Yeah it's totally and I the don't same, even know except what for
0: it the, is. except for the world's burning, but
1: otherwise yeah. it's
2: totally normal.
1: Yeah well, it's yeah. it's frustrating because you can think all day long like what is that thing that will, you know, make scratch that itch and there isn't there just really isn't anything. Because yeah. even if you do that thing you you'll like be feel guilty for it because it's probably breaking some law.
2: I know. Well, yeah.
1: Do you have a
0: chic mask?
2: No, I just have the regular surgical masks. Do
1: you mm-hmm. think that COVID is a government creation and it doesn't exist?
2: I'm getting <laughs> closer to those
0: types of thoughts. Uh, so are you using a 5G phone right now or are you kind of like against 5G? What's I your stance?
2: A, I think I have a 5G phone. How do you tell? <laughs> oh, no, okay. no, I don't know you'll you'll
0: that. know, sweetie. You'll know. <laughs> you'll know. Trust me. Yeah. You, when you take that tinfoil hat off, you'll know.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think every single. I, I think in the last month, like, or I guess in, in all of May, all ten days of it, every day exponentially, it seems like people are really giving a fuck less and less. I, I think by the end of the month, it's going to be a very different world that we're living in.
2: Giving a fuck about like protecting obeying
0: the rules. Yeah. I think Uh people are just completely getting unhinged. I think it's like how much no one can take anymore. And the answers don't seem to be concrete or real enough, you know? Right. So I think,
2: well, and it's like this very particular, uh, thing where the, the things that we're doing in order to protect ourselves and each other are things that we were already doing before, And now it's just sped up that we're like going in this like future direction of like everybody lives in a pod and they don't work Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all products (laughs) are delivered and robots you know roam the streets. You know what this is? Just fucking
0: Bezos is what the fuck it is. This is all. Yeah, exactly. I I think Bezos launches into the world, Jason. I think a little
2: too coincidental.
0: Did Bezos do 9/11? Do we know for sure?
1: <laughs> he had a are hand. Are
0: we sure he didn't do it? Uh, he had a he had him and Do Bush you, boys are you uh,
1: do you when the when the vaccination comes around and you have the choice, will you refuse it? <laughs>
2: um it's a good question. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm def- I'll definitely get vaccinated. Give me the fucking shot. Chris
1: loves to get vaccinated. Oh, uh, I he won't even it. he won't even read the terms in, of agreement.
0: No, definitely not. Shoot me up, man. I'm, I'm. I just don't want to ever hear about this shit again. So whatever I can do to to get it out of my life, I'm down. Even
1: if a Bill Gates microchip is in your body, you won't care.
0: Bro, look, all this shit. Like, (laughs) take all my information. I don't give a fuck. Like, what do you want from me? Like, you can track me. You can track me all you want. You Chris keeps his nose
1: clean. He doesn't. He doesn't look at weird porn. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't break the law.
0: You can find me in my apartment at Equinox or at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. If you want to find me, you, you know where to find me. Come, see, come like, see me. Come see me. It's not that hard. Like, I don't know why people are so paranoid. Because I think I'm
2: paranoid not- because it, the, the thought process is like, yeah, I'm not doing anything wrong until everyone is being surveilled. And then it's like, what, it, what counts as wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, like it starts. The rules changing. changed. Yeah. And yeah, right the- now the rules have changed. Like we're not allowed to be six feet, uh, within six feet of each other and nobody expected that to be one of the rules. That's true. And it could change into like another rule that is totally unexpected later on.
1: Mm. Damn.
0: I don't even, you're, you're putting me in a bad mood. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) This
2: is the, this is what I've been thinking of about. Well, well, it's like, I've been thinking about just how much, uh, civilization can take maybe. And it's like surprisingly a lot
1: yeah Uh, it is yeah it's been cool to see but you know there has to be an end point to it and i feel like it's coming pretty soon
2: what do you think it's going to look like (sighs) i mean
1: Mm. i don't know it's kind of i i think i mean i hope that the worst doesn't happen where there's just like looting and and violence and people just start you know living only for themselves and Hoarding food and, and ammunition and just hoping that people don't rob you and stuff like that. Right. Just think, to feed their I families that, and stuff.
2: Well, most gonna... movies have predicted that that is the outcome. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> well, because I've that's you I've watched most... movies before. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hopefully that never, that obviously never happens because I don't have a gun and I'm not great at fighting.
2: Yeah, same. <sighs>
0: Uh, we'll speak for yourselves, guys. I have two fucking AKs, and I'm really good with my hands, so <laughs> I'm gonna be fine, and I'll have all the milk and uh, other non-perishables. Uh, I think.
1: I think you know. Maybe we'll move into some type of bartering system. No, Jason. No,
0: we won't. We're. Not, it's not going to go that far.
1: Well, you're just saying that because you have nothing to barter.
0: What are you talking about?
1: What are you going to do? You're going to. You can't barter like how to like what a shoe company should do with their Instagram page. That's going to be gone. (laughs) The people who are like, I can make you shoes. And then they're going to be like, yes, great. I need shoes. Yeah. Damn. Or, you know, over here making this focaccia, you know, that, that can get me pretty far.
0: That can, a focaccia can go pretty far.
1: Yeah, like people who are gonna rule the world are like, oh, I can like give you Wi-Fi or like I can fix your iPhone. Those those were like the lowly jobs before, and then in the future, that will be it will be very sought after work.
0: Shit, you got you guys are you guys are you're fucked, Chris? I'm fucked. I have no skills. I'm barely. I can. I mean, I can't do anything.
1: I know. Me neither. Well, luckily we have the one skill that the world will always need. podcast (laughs) exactly
0: wow and on that note wow (laughs) natasha thank you for joining us
2: thank you for having me this is fun
0: no you were great and um and i love your
2: podcast i've been listening to
0: it it's great oh thank you we appreciate it we'll we'll put that blurb on our digital dust jacket thank you okay (laughs) um what what where can people find you on the internet
2: um uh, like i'm on my Instagram or my Twitter or Yeah, we need you to tell you us mean? what
0: what that is. But. We want you to do uh, some
2: plugs. Um,
0: We're pl- <laughs> you're plugging <laughs> now. My
2: name My name is okay. spelled out <sighs> Natasha Stag.
0: Okay. And your books are available wherever books are sold.
2: True.
0: I love that. Yeah, go so cop everybody
1: go 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 cop a book.
0: I've been I've been using bookshop.org to support local bookstores, which I oh, find good. really really helpful. It's it's really yeah. a cool service.
1: Are you available yeah. on audio?
2: Uh no.
1: Mm, something to consider as a revenue stream for uh Q Q three, my friend. Yeah. Yep.
0: Q three. Thank you. I have you, a feeling Ntasa. you're not gonna do it.
1: No, me <laughs> neither. You're definitely not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: like,
2: yeah, great. Oh, maybe. We'll
1: just have hire somebody else to read it.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: I'm available I'm available to talk to my agent. Um thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: For coming and we will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.